Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to Lockdown Red Wings. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right. Welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. I'm your host, Brian Fisher. With me today, as always, is Scotty Bentley, the other host here at Locked On Red Wings, also host at Locked On Tigers. And Scotty, we got stuff to talk about today, but in the worst possible way. Yeah, that's been a reoccurring theme. It the <laughs> seems like days. it, right? Seems like that's most, most, uh, most shows the last couple of days. So uh, World Junior Championships, if you haven't already heard, I don't know how you haven't if you're a hockey fan has been canceled. Um, it, news came out on Wednesday that Czechia, 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 Czech Republic, uh, I still never learned how to pronounce it um, after they changed their name, had a COVID-positive case. And it, things progressed from there, even though team, team USA was actually on track to play Team Sweden today. You know, Bob McKenzie was tweeting out that like things were it was a positive outlook and that they could get an exception on the goaltender so that he could play because one of the one of the players who tested positive was a goaltender or no correction. One of the players roommates because one player who tested positive was a goaltender. His roommate was also a goaltender, but they need to get an exemption for him to be able to play because the, the, there wasn't enough time for his test to come back before the game. But they got we're going to get an exemption for him. Team USA was going to play and then the Czech Republic had a positive case, and all hell broke loose. IHF just decided to shut her down. Yep. Uh, Complete. I mean, like, we knew USA was hosed. I don't think think we really quite expected when we were recording yesterday for everybody to uh, to get the boot. I think we just kind of expected USA. But uh, here we are. Um, The NHL... Is continuing to push certain teams further and further back, and now the uh, the the hockey that we have been able to watch the last couple of days is uh, is now gone too. So no World Juniors and and still no Red Wings hockey at the moment. Yeah, and I think it was the the Beaverton um, who posted a satirical article almost immediately, and it said. Um, COVID nineteen wins World Junior Championship because <laughs> it just did, and it's it's not. And the Finnish coach, um, Finland's coach. Let me grab his name real quick, and I'm going to pronounce it best I can because I can barely pronounce, you know, Scotty's name, much less a Finnish name. <laughs> um, if I can find her, Anti Penninen. He says, I'm angry because this wasn't a COVID problem. This was a problem of poorly a poorly managed tournament. And that seems to be the underlying theme that has come out since the cancellation. And obviously the coaches are upset. The players are upset. Because for many of these players, I mean, they had the U18 can- tournament canceled. Now they had the U20 can- tournament canceled this year. I mean, this is the peak for many of these players and they're upset because now the, the 
best time of their life in their playing career for the majority of these players they can't participate in. And now they're going to be aged out because let, let's be honest, most of these players don't make it to the NHL. Half of them, most of them don't even make it to the AHL. So the pinnacle of what would be their career is now taken away from them, not because of COVID-19 and COVID-19 is an issue, but because there wasn't an IIHF uh, did not put enough protocols in place to protect the players in a proper environment. Yeah, no, they, they deserve a ton of heat. Um, it's, uh, I, I would say that uh, <laughs> you, you can't say anything is all their fault because, I mean, this virus is, is no, absolutely unpredictable and everything. But uh, I, I would say a, a majority is probably, yeah, their fault. They deserve a ton of heat. Their, uh, their protocols and whatnot were, were pretty lackluster and everybody knew they were. And it came to a pinnacle yesterday so uh no more juniors no more world juniors um at, 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 i don't know i mean at, at least sebastian Cosa can't get healthy anymore whoa yay tournament <laughs> with the zero uh zero zero he zero did not allow average. a goal he did not allow a single goal in the world juniors yeah um and alan walsh a very uh con- controversial 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 uh, that's the word. Agent, that that's the word. Is not the right word I'm trying to use. So I, I try to pronounce it three <laughs> times just to say that's not the word I'm trying to use. Um, but he is uh, polarizing. That's the word. He's a polarizing agent there in the go. NHL because he's very vocal. Um, I believe he's the one who posted the picture of Flurry with a sword in his back. Yes. That um, would be him. Yeah. He tweeted. <laughs> One of the key issues, the world, jun- uh, the world Junior bubble was full of holes. The players' hotels are filled with guests, full lobbies, quarters, and common areas. Players have been social distancing, wearing masks, and barely leaving rooms. But the hotels are full of people everywhere. And I know bubbles are incredibly hard to maintain, and they are very expensive. But if you're trying to hold a tournament where there is an extremely infectious disease going around, despite the severity the player is having, if you're, if you're running a protocol where if a player catches it, you have to shut it down and it's extremely transmissible, then why would you not do everything in your power? Like, why would you not take a, like, rent? And, and, you know, I'm just t- talking hypotheticals. I don't know the costs of these things. But why, don't you, are, why aren't all these players and teams in one hotel and then to keep random guests and stuff out so that like, you isolate the tournament in that one hotel? You know what I'm saying? And because he brings up, he actually does bring up a solid point in that what's the point of shutting down an entire tournament if you're not going to put the safety protocols in place to help protect the players from other people outside of their power? Yeah, it's, it's I mean, there's <laughs> there's a lot of hypocrisy uh, across across this sport at the moment. And across uh, that is just the sport, every sport, it seems like. Right, across, honestly, just, the world at <laughs> in the current moment but um yeah no there, there's a lot of uh the, there's a lot of stuff like that and and like you said we're seeing it across a lot of different sports there the like no capacity restrictions but then like 12 of 15 nba players are all out and it's like you know what i mean like it, it's it's a very similar thing that's going on currently in hockey and uh you know it's one thing to for them to be on the ice and behind the glass and hockey's a little bit more of like a enclosed playing area um, than any other sport. But, you know, 
to, to do to have no changes or no different policies or no isolated area for the hotel that everyone's staying at seems wildly irresponsible. Well, yeah. And, and to build off of that, um, Corey Pronman, who's a writer for the athletic, uh, tweeted out that, that the hotel that team USA and team Sweden were staying at, there was a wedding that happened there said one staff member on a European team, uh, in same hotel as USA and red deer caused the current COVID protocols and lack of isolation from their community. Ridiculous saying they've come in contact with set with said wedding guests, referring again to the, the wedding reception that helped happen there. So meanwhile, you're trying to run a, tur- a tournament and keep everyone healthy. You have just random people um, occupying the same hotel. And, it, and, and you can't tell me that it's not possible to isolate these players completely because you did it last year. The NHL completely did it. It is possible. And so if you're going to have protocols in place where if a player catches pro- COVID, it causes the entire team to be forfeited. Why would you not do everything in your power to prevent players from catching them at all? Like, it's just, it's this weird. You would double, think. Like, you're, yeah, you would think it's common sense, but I guess it, it comes down to, were, were they trying to pinch pennies? They didn't want to have the cost of having to do that. And they were just praying for the best where clearly the best didn't happen. <laughs> I wish I could answer because it's stupid. It is stupid. <laughs> yeah. And it deserves to be called stupid. But I, I <laughs> clearly whatever they were trying to do did not work because now we're out of now we're out of a tournament yeah. and in a period of time where there was no hockey being played and you had the ability to fill that void with hockey and you still left it up. So yeah, congratulations. absolutely. Um, we'll continue this conversation. We'll continue, I guess, mostly um, venting our frustration at the situation. On the other side of this, but first I got to talk to you guys about Primal Origin Oils. Got beard? Get Primal. You heard me right. If you or someone you care about has a beard, it needs to get Primal. Maybe you're that guy who has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product. Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with low impact on our planet. Primal Origin Oils makes balms, oils, and whipped butter that are renowned as the best feel in beard uh, products available. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the United States. The combo kits make a great holiday gift. And if you're shopping for yourself, you'll be glad you did. So one thing, Scotty, that I really enjoy about the beard oils that I don't think I've brought up yet. Obviously, it makes my beard feel you know, moist and soft. It's not like dry and scratchy anymore, which I didn't even realize was a problem until I started trying it. Um, it's also that that all those ingredients that they add, those natural ingredients like the rose hip. Um, it gives your beer like a, a fresh fragrance as well. And it's, it actually smells really good. It's not something I thought I needed, but like, you know, you have the mustache right there. It's right beneath the nose, but like walking around all day and just like constantly smelling like this, this fresh scent. It, it, it's, a, you know, it's a fringe it's benefit. Gotta be nice. So gotta on top nice. of this, the softness, the smoothness, you got a fresh scent that goes along with it. I mean, it's just, it's not something I see my stop, myself stopping using anytime soon. Uh, we know that every company claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and the feel in beard to the other products you've used. We promise you will see and feel the difference. So remember to use the code LOCKDOWN to get 20% off that at PrimalOriginOils.com. Use the code LOCKDOWN at checkout for 20% off. Arkin drops it back to Raymond, charges up across the Buffalo Sabre line, moves in, shoots the puck, he scores! 
and the Red Wings ended quickly. 26 seconds into overtime, Lucas Raymond put it through the pads of Tokarski into the net. All right, Scotty, let's finish talking about the World Junior Championship being canceled and our immense consistent disappointment in, in the, the state of December. It's been it's crazy. We were having – I mean, we had the, the season had lows for sure. But for the most part, this was a huge step forward for the Red Wings, and we have been riding that high all season long. Like Even through the pause right now, they're their second wild card. Well, now some game teams have started playing again, so maybe not anymore. I haven't, to be honest, I haven't checked the standing since the Red Wings stopped playing. So I know they, when it, the pause happened, they were second in the wild card, uh, but maybe not now. So as it goes, like it's crazy now, we've been so down in the dumps with all this postponements and all the, the World Juniors cancellations happening. It's such a crazy turn of events. But like now, this is the big news today. And the big news continues to be COVID 19. And it, it's almost a shame that we have to keep talking about it, but it's so prevalent in our everyday life and it's affecting the things that we love the most, which is of course hockey and the, the, the uh, you know, the criticisms are keep coming out more and more. So earlier I mentioned what team Finland's head coach had said, but team Slovakia's coach came out and said too, uh, Ivan Fennis, things weren't working since day one. The bubble wasn't really a bubble. We moved between rooms canteen and arena but there have been other guests in the hotel since we arrived and that goes back and reiterates what the Finnish head coach said what Alan Walsh had said what Pronman had said that there was no true isolation and just if you're and it goes back to my point you can't cancel a tournament after one uh, positive test but then do no effort into isolating and protecting the players in all seriousness. Like you're at that point, you're assuming you're going to have to cancel the tournament. Yeah. And, and there's been a lot of that in hockey. Yeah. There's been a lot of assuming whether it's, it's uh, assuming positive things are going to happen or just assuming negative things are going to happen and not actually changing anything. We're just going like, all right, well buckle up. Here we go. I mean, that's, that's what that's that's been happening for the last month, and this is yeah. very much no different. Um, that the, <laughs> the writing was on the wall. We literally talked about it. We were like, "Yeah, the, yeah, for sure, dude. Only two cases. That's always happened." Like, we have we all been living in the same like effing world for the last two years? Like, what? Well, this shouldn't be a shock to anybody, and, and the then especially thing- the last month. We we had half a million cases yesterday. What are we talking about? What like what? What are what are we talking about? Like obviously this was gonna happen. Obviously you your protocol sucked. And what's I'm crazy? I'm just so tired of all of this. If it's obvious to us, and obviously, obviously, obviously it's obvious in hindsight. Now that we have been introduced to, we didn't know the situation in Red Deer with the hotels until all this stuff started coming out. But it's obvious to us in hindsight, and you have to say hindsight because, you know, we're not mega minds that can create COVID protocol. We're not trying to say that we are. But if it's obvious to us in hindsight that these like, of course, this would happen if you set it up this way. They had to know in advance they don't isolate like this isn't something they just didn't take it seriously and they just wished for the best or they just assumed it was going to hit the, you know, crap was going to hit the fan and like. Come on, like, give me a break. It's just, I, and again, I go back to yesterday. Like, we're, we, we feel so defeated at this point, but this is just how it is. Like, they, 
they they have these real strict protocols and then they do nothing to like and that this it applies to the NHL too. They have these real strict protocols, but then they'll do nothing to actually adhere to them until it's too late and people are testing positive. And it's just this is the, the vicious cycle continues. The merry go round, as you put it yesterday, and here we here we go again. World Juniors is canceled. All these kids best shot at having fun. And again, the virus is going to be the virus and it's going to spread. It may have been inevitable in the end, but it could have been helped. And it, the tournament could have been possible if it had been taken more seriously, you know, by management of IIHF. Absolutely. Like these kids wouldn't have had the greatest moments of their career robbed from them. If it was taken seriously from the get go. I just, absolutely, it's, it's the most infuriating thing. And I, I feel, I feel gutted for these kids, you know, Again, I, I go back to what I said in the first segment. Like this is the best moment of many of their careers, and now it is robbed from them. And you know the co- you know the, again the pandemic is unpredictable, but it could have been mitigated to some extent. This didn't have to happen. There is no guarantee it was going to happen if you would have taken it more seriously. Yeah, absolutely. The. Uh... The, I mean, that's the biggest thing, right? Like you, you, you feel horrible for the, for these kids. You feel horrible for a lot of them. I mean, there's there's some that will go on and have have NHL careers. There's some that will go on and get drafted and and etc. But um, there's a hell of a lot of players on there that this is like their moment. This is like it. You know they they play for this. This this is the this is the end of the road. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, as far as like national you know spotlight and coverage, like this is their pinnacle. And uh, and to think that there's even a possibility that that could have been avoided is heartbreaking. Yeah, it really is. And uh, there's no real good way to like. And this conversation is just a real sad thing that happened. And there's nothing we can do about it now where everyone is frustrated. I think everyone deserves to be frustrated, you know, but it's just, this is the state of hockey right now. Not just hockey. It's the state of the country. It's the state of the world. I mean, it's an ongoing thing that keeps on happening, but you know, as we continue to deal with this, we do still try and focus on positives um, and a positive being this year. Um, in my eyes, is the head coach of the Detroit Red Wings, Jeff Blaschel. And we did midseason grades last week. And it occurred to me today that we left Jeff, Jeff, we left Jeff, Jeff, Blaschel, Jeff. Oh, we left Jeff Blaschel off those midseason grades. And he's someone who's very deserving of a grade as well. And um, this idea came to me or the realization came to me rather when I actually met Jeff Flashel today or Big Wednesday time. night at work. Um, he came in to return some uh, hockey apparel. He totally admitted to me on my face. Oh, this is the first time I've actually ever been in the store. And I was trying the entire time, Scotty, to not freak out. About the fact that Jeff Blaschel was in the store and I was meeting Jeff Blaschel. I was like, Ryan, you're, you're, you're a professional. professional. <laughs> You've got this. This is your job. Act cool. Just chill. And at one point, at one point, Scotty, the thought did cross my mind. Should I ask him to come on the podcast? I mean, you probably should have. 
No, I see. I don't think the setting was appropriate. It was my first time meeting him. I was at work and like, I have to represent my job. So I chickened out. I feel like that's a, like a third time meeting him type of thing. So Jeff, we know each other for quite a while now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. you. Should come on the show. I'm the host. I'm one of the hosts of Lockdown Red Wings. My favorite podcast. Listen, to you guys all. I make my roster decisions based on what you guys say. Yeah, you you guys run the team. I... But like, in all honesty, genuinely nice guy. Like, they made small talk. We talked about World Juniors being canceled. Um, I asked him how he was doing. He said he was good. He said he had very little symptoms to none at all. Um, like, just made pleasant small talk. He was constantly apologetic about like disturbing us when we were getting ready for the Pistons game. And it's like, nah, dude, it's. Like, you're making my day right now. Like, you're good. I didn't say that to him, but, you know, internally, I was like, stay calm, Brian. <laughs> Don't fangirl. But, like, internally, I was like, this is awesome. Like, this is really cool. And, like, guys, I, I'm a Red Wings fan. So, of course, you know, that would be exciting to me. Um, and that's what sparked my my mind. Like, oh, my God, like, dude, we haven't we didn't grade Jeff Blaschel. Like, he just got an extension, and the team's in a wild card spot. We haven't talked at all about his his performance so far and whether or not we think he's doing a good job. And that is something that we are going to do after I talk to you guys about betonline.ag. BetOnline has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the College Bowl season and pro football playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKDOWN to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available. BetOnline, where the game starts. Back to Suter. Flipped it deep. What a shot! Red Wings win it! All right, so now we're going to talk about my best friend, Jeff Blaschel, and uh, why he is a good hockey coach after all after all the hate. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, he, I mean, he definitely got a lot of it. I mean, there was uh, for the last – honestly, I feel like I didn't see it as much last year. It was really two years ago when everybody was like, get this dude the hell off my hockey team. Um. That was the that was the 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 big one, um, but I mean like regard like Nolan and I had this conversation too in the off season, um, and Nolan was all aboard the the train of you know extending him and like Blashill's going to be here when the team's good again, et cetera. And my counterpoint to that was it's while I don't think it's impossible, uh, very few times in any sport in the history of any sport have we seen a manager or a coach or whatever that was the head of the team before a rebuild started throughout the entirety of the rebuild and bringing the team back up to relevance and still their coach or manager or whatever when the team like wins a championship or something yeah where, like that has Almost like like the amount of times that has happened across 
all four sports you can count on like one hand. Like that is a incredibly small list of names. Um, so while I, I don't think it's impossible and it wasn't even really like a Jeff Blaschel, like personal thing. It was no, just, it was just like, statistical. Statistically, that seems really impossible. Um, no, and, and we've seen it with uh, we've seen it with the Lions or not the Lions. We haven't seen it with the Lions. I was yet. like, what? Uh, the Tigers, <laughs> the other big cat, is they had Ron Gardenhire through all the bad years after Jeff or uh, Brad Ausmus just tanked the organization, essentially. Right. Um, they had Ron Gardenhire through the bad years, and he was a good, you know, he's a good players coach. I think the, the the players respected him, but he wasn't the guy to take you to the next level. They were ready to take a step forward after Gardenhire's sudden retirement. They get, you know, AJ Hinch, who gave them a massive step forward this past season. And we've seen it with the Pistons. Ideally, the idea was that you bring Dwayne Casey in to take the team to the next level. Obviously, they're still doing that as they go through the rebuild here. But the idea is that you bring a coach in to get you through the rebuild years, and then as the team's ready to compete, you get a new head coach. And even and I, I am completely willing to call myself out. that I, I pride myself on the fact that I can own up to when I was wrong. And I think I was wrong on Dylan Larkin not being a top-line center. I think I was wrong on Jeff Blaschel not being a head coach and he or the, a good head coach and he needed to be fired. I think I was skewed based on the results we were getting and I wasn't taking in the big picture where as to where the team was at. It was last season, after talking to Nolan and even talking to you, that it, it began to occur to me like, oh, like yeah, of course that he would look bad when the team is awful. I mean, he was handed after Mike Babcock left. He was handed a very a, a, a what a bad team <laughs> he's handed an awful team an aging core goodness getting worse i mean that, that like I, i'm this is not an exaggeration and i i know that i exaggerate sometimes for dramatic effect and people give me a lot of heat for it this is not an exaggeration whatsoever that 1920 red wings team is truly one of the worst hockey teams I have ever watched in my entire life. Yeah, it was brutal. It was like multiple, like six goal blows, blowouts. For it. Yeah. I, I mean, what? We had like half of the second lowest point total in the entire NHL. It was, no, it was almost historically bad. It was, it was yeah. historically bad. It, yeah, thankfully, not thankfully. Geez, that's horrible. Well, but we didn't season, get the number one overall pick. We got, Lucas but the, the, the season got, um, the season ended up getting obviously postponed. Yeah. Because the COVID hit at the end of that season. Um, but yeah, if, if that was a that was a true eighty two, man. I that that would have been literally one of the worst seasons of the history of hockey. Yeah, and then so he's he's handed an aging core. They make the playoffs, I think, his first season, but they like they squeak in, but it was a slow downhill. They had right. finally embraced the rebuild. And I'm all but like this, he's a horrible head coach fire him and like in hindsight I'm like how stupid was I like they're embracing a full rebuild of course they were going to be bad nothing he could do would make that team you know be more successful than they were and in 19 and you know the last two years it's been full-on tank mode and Correct, you know, Gerard though. Gallant became available and I was like you know get on the Gerard Gallant you know he's the coach of the future and uh, they they stuck stuck to their guns and it, it became apparent that the players in the locker room really respected Jeff Blaschel. And that's not everything. You know, um, Jim Caldwell was an amazing players coach, but couldn't play call to save his life. Horrible yes. clock management. 
Um, but it does go a long way. Having the players respect goes a long way. And I think, you know, he has obviously experienced the AHL, won a Calder Cup with the Griffins as a head coach. And he's only gotten better as head coach of the Detroit Red Wings in the last few years. Eiserman stuck with his guns, kept them around. And now we're looking at Jeff Blaschel in a year where he's got the two rookies. He argued with Steve Eiserman last year to get, he wanted that, those, he wanted more Cider on the roster last year. And Steve Eiserman said, no, we need a tank. Smart on Eiserman, by the way. Um, but I understand Blashill's reasoning because Blashill wants to win. That's his job as head coach is to win hockey games. He gets those two rookies now on this hockey team. They trade for Nedeljkovic. He's finally handed a roster with some talent. Calder Trophy talent. But again, this team is not deep still. But he has some strong talent on the team with Larkin, Bertuzzi, Raymond, Sider, and Nedeljkovic. That's like six players, guys. And yet he has a team in the second wild card competing 30 games into the season, almost halfway through. I mean, this is we we are seeing what Jeff Blaschel is capable of because I don't think good head coaches get enough credit. I think you hear a lot about the bad head coaches when they're doing poorly, like umpires, you know, referees. You only see them when they're bad. It's the same thing with coaches. Jeff Blaschel's done a phenomenal job with the roster that he's been given through the first 30 games. You also notice that, hey guys, he's been you know he's been historically given crap for his line juggling. You notice he's been doing a lot less of that this season. What's well, because a he has actual less. talent that can form chemistry together? Like he still does it on the lower lines, but like that top line's been solid. Like it has been Pertuzzi, Raymond, and Larkin. That top line has been Kaiser and Sider. No matter what you want to think about it, it's been Kaiser Sider, <laughs> Letty Hronik. Like it's been significantly less line jumbling because he has actual talent to work with now. And it's paying off. Like, this is what he's capable of when he's been given a roster that can compete. And I'm, I am I completely am on board with him, Jeff Blaschel, for the second year of his contract. And if he, the team gets, takes another step forward next year, give him another contract because he is showing what he is capable of. Yeah, I think, I mean, you you nailed a lot of points there. That was a, that was a nice little... Uh, uh, I don't even know. I can't think of rant? even the word I'm trying. No, well, because it wasn't a rant. Whatever. Regardless, it was Bog. nice. Um, yeah, sure. The uh, I I think they were just so bad, and and I like I don't blame people. I you and I were like I, I absolutely crapped on Blashell. Like I, the team was horrible. I, I'm not sure how I was. Oh, yeah, I did too. I'm not sure how I was supposed to not. I mean, that that like seriously was one of the worst hockey teams I've ever seen in my life. And I I think that lighting, uh, uh, you know, calling out as a fan the the head coach of that product was uh, totally fair and within reason. Um. You saw a small step in the right direction last year. It was small, but you saw it and you knew it and you realized it. And this year you are seeing a monumental leap in the right direction. And for as much heat as he got when the team was horrible, he deserves and he is owed us keeping the same energy we had back then now that we are taking these big leaps forward. And, Absolutely. And in a, in a positive way, obviously. And if 
you know, if, if he's the guy when when this team wants to to hoist the Stanley Cup over their heads, uh, that's that's still to be seen. There's still, you know, I I think there's probably still a couple of years in between now and then. Um, but the fact of the matter is, on on as it stands right now, he deserves um, an insurmountable amount of credit. And yeah. deserves deserves all the the positive energy that he has not been given for the last three years. You know, po- positive vibes only, boys. Positive right. vibes only. No, and uh, I guess I guess the final thing I'll say too is, you know, he hasn't been afraid of giving the rookies big minutes. Like a lot of people will, and, and understandably so, but will kind of ease the rookies into big minutes because they don't want to overtax them. But he sees the impact that they're having on the ice. He's like, okay, well, you guys are clearly, you know, capable talent wise of hoisting this much responsibility. I'm going to give you that responsibility and see how you excel. And he put Cider on the top line defensively. You know, I'm sure he's had an advisement from his assistant coaches. Um, Then he put Raymond on the top line eventually immediately. And he, you know, Nedeljkovic has earned that starter role. And he's gone back to Nedeljkovic after bad games. He hasn't gotten shaken from his faith. Like, it is so obvious and clear why the players seem to like him, especially after meeting him personally. Um, you know, alarm, siren that alarm or whatever. You sound the alarm because, I mean, even even in the store and in my interaction with him, like, he came off as a very down-to-earth, humble guy. And I think that type of modesty, people respond to well. And I, I, for, I 100% believe he knows how to get stern as a head coach, too. I'm sure, you know, he's not afraid to backskate him either. But I think I think the fact that he's not a John Tortorella hard-ass 24-7, you know, players respond to and respect. Yeah, I, I mean, I w- any of the press conferences or anything when they talk to Larkin, uh, it, it seems pretty obvious that he has control, a, a positive control on that locker room. And, uh I mean, like Tangay deserves some credit too. Like the, oh, the power, the, the special teams have certainly looked unbelievably better than they were the last couple of seasons. Um, but I, I think it, it starts with with uh, with Jaff. Jaff. Uh, what's the grade you would give him so far to the first? A minus. Uh, hey, that's just odd. I was gonna go A minus B plus. It's been good. I, I have very minimal complaints. And yeah. uh, I, I like the direction the team's headed. I like the directions that the team's headed underneath his helm. So I, yeah, yeah, yeah a minus. Yeah. I mean, the team is wildly, <laughs> wildly over performing their, uh, their expectations. And I, I think a lot of it has to do with, as we just talked about, I mean, Jaff. nothing else to add. It has a lot to do with Jeff. All right. I want to thank you guys for making lockdown Red Wings your first listen every day. Now make your second listen locked on bets. Hosted by your boy Q, and with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling, they're your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. It's free and available on all platforms, um, just like we are, including YouTube. So check it out. If you want to check out my suite, by the way, my uh, Hockey Fights Cancer team-issued hat, because the Authentics Director got a box full of hats, and he was like, hey, you want a Hockey Fights Cancer hat, team-issued? They didn't wear them? I was like, heck yeah, give me one. Pretty sick. Purple and lavender. Check it out on YouTube. Uh, Lockdown Red Wings YouTube. Subscribe. I won't take no for an answer. Subscribe. I'm going to make it up every day. Um, any final thoughts, Scotty? Almost time. It's 
almost we're almost the, there. The boys are coming. Go blue, baby. Mm, they're coming. We're getting close. They're coming. SEC stinks this bowl season. We're they coming. Do. They're like what? Oh and three. Oh and four now. Oh and four. We're about to be on five. Damn right. Actually, I think there's. I think South Carolina plays before us. So oh and six. Hopefully, let's go. Oh. Same time. Say, oh, guys, we might actually. I last time I said this, it didn't happen. Don't jinx but, it. Don't jinx it. Game preview. You jinxed it. It's, I jinxed it's it. not happening now. Game's it's not, not happening. happening. It's not happening. <laughs> game preview tomorrow? Question mark. Washington Capitals on Friday. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Same time. Same place. It's your team. Every day. Every day. Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.